I'm Julie Podowitz, CEO and founder of Grow Your Occupancy. Our passion is helping senior living providers maximize sales efforts and increase revenue. Join me as I chat with industry leaders who share their tips and strategies, and we'll have some fun along the way. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Grow Your Occupancy podcast. I'm Julie Podowitz, and today, super excited to welcome Dresden Sincerac to the show. Welcome, Dresden. Thank you. Glad to be here. Dresden is the new, newly promoted Vice President of Business Development at Grow Your Occupancy, Sales Specialist Extraordinaire. Thank you for that. (laughs) And as we're recording this, we're heading into the end of the year, holiday season. Today is Hanukkah. And we are all, I see you're decked out, Dresden. What are your holiday plans? We are not doing a whole lot, which is really good. We're staying home and just relaxing by a fire and having family come to us in our house. Sounds nice. That's ready for Santa good. for sure. <laughs> you got, you've got an eight-year-old, right? Yes, I do. And he is enjoying Elf on the Shelf every day, which is fun. And uh, it's always an adventure every single morning. So has the elf ever, you know, forgotten to move or no? no. Okay. No. Cause I'm sure our elf, if we ever had elf on a shelf would have forgotten. He sometimes forgets to move until the morning, but oh. he, he does get moved. Yeah, he does. I mean, he, excuse me. He does move. He, of course he moves. Of course he yes. And They're, if we're out of town, then pictures are requested. So, you know, he's, he's done some naughty things while we've been gone or while my son has been gone, uh, not more naughty than he would at home. So, oh, I see when the elf is gone. No, when Jackson's he's gone, gone out of the, the house. The naughty, gotcha. The naughty things, the elf the naughty things transpire because he's mad that he's not here. So gotcha. of course. Yes. <laughs> so much fun. So much like fun. Oil in a microwave. I don't <laughs> recommend it. This cleaner. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Just we should do a yeah, trigger warning for sure on that. I, yes. microwave, uh, no, no microwaving tin foil. Correct. Yes. Famous not to do. No, things not to do. Definitely. Yes. We went through the lights, the, the holiday we um, that we uh, drive through, but they have a walk through Wednesday. So we were able to do that. And it's so fun just to see the I, lights. I and, love it. Yeah. yeah. It's just this time of year, no matter what you celebrate, it's just, it's warm. Even though it's cold outside, it's warm. It I just agree. brings a warmth. I agree. Well, speaking of this time of year and again, any time of year, but especially now, and we've been doing this for quite a while. We're both salespeople and we've both been in senior living many years. This is the time of year that we all tend to, maybe not all, but most people tend to like uh, kind of take a little bit of a, a slowdown, even mentally. We're tired. We've been pushing all year. Some people, you know, maybe take some time off, you know, like you mentioned, if whatever you celebrate or not, there's scheduling. Mm-hmm. And sales, right? Because if we're not putting our eye on on those leading measures, sales will go down. Correct. And so I thought, oh, let's have a sales special extraordinaire on. Our most listened to podcast for 2023 was the sales specialist focused one. So I thought, well, let's end the year right and hear from the expert. So what would you say um, 
to somebody who's feeling like, oh, no one wants to talk to me right now. You know, they don't, they want to wait till after the holidays. I don't want to bother people. They're probably out shopping or mm-hmm. busy. Right. I love it when someone says, I just don't want to bother them. And we've talked about this before, and I will say it until I'm blue in the face is that they raised their hand. They reached out to us. This isn't a cold call. We're not, we don't have some list that drops from the sky that says, Hey, call these people. I I am sure that they're interested in senior living. These people have reached out to us. So it doesn't really matter if it's a Saturday. It doesn't really matter if it's a Sunday. It doesn't matter if it's the holidays or the evening. They need somebody to help guide them through this process, whether it's our community or another community, they've still raised their hand. They've still reached out because something has caused them to reach out to the community. So anytime somebody was like, I don't want to bother them. It's not a bother. It, you know, that's why we always start with, do you have a quick minute? You're getting permission from them to proceed or they're saying, Hey, I, I dress and I don't have time to talk to you right now. Okay. I understand when might be a better time to reach out to you. Mm-hmm. That way we gain permission to continue the conversation. But to me, I, I don't ever think that it's a bother. And now, especially towards the end of the year, when things are so chaotic and so busy, if we lead with, do you have a quick minute and give them the opportunity to say, actually, I don't, then we can say, understood. I hear you. Let's move forward and let's find a time that we can connect that's convenient for you. That's great advice. Do you have a quick minute? Mm-hmm. Minute. Yeah, nothing. Learn that from you, Julie. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, oh, I've got, I've got my. Well, I know you're also a, a big fan, so I, I, yes, um, coming up on the big game. Yes. So, you know, nothing's kind of more annoying than when you pick up the phone. And it's someone who's, it's a salesperson. That's not annoying. But what annoys me is that ramble, ramble, ramble. Mm-hmm. And they don't allow me a moment even to say, you know what? I'm just stepping into the dentist or I, you know, I, you know, and they just keep going, 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 going. Right. And they, uh, they, they which does two things. It's annoying, but it's, it fails to engage the other person, me in this case, into the conversation. So it's not a conversation, right? It's sort of a dissertation. Mm-hmm. And do you have a quick minute? Yes, sure. What's up? Or, or who is this? Or how can I help you? Is a is a start of a conversation versus I'm going to give you a election. Yeah, yeah, a dump on stuff, whether you want to hear it or not, if you're not in the mode. So that's, that's great advice. Do you have a quick minute? I also... You know, as you were talking, Dresden, and and you've coined this phrase, you know, they raised their hand Mm -hmm. and they did, they raised their hand, polite persistence, right? They raised their hand. Otherwise they wouldn't, we wouldn't call them if they didn't, right? Right. And yesterday I was talking to someone, Dresden, and they mentioned confirmation bias. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as you were talking, because this had to do with an interview, Mm-hmm. that the person kind of knew the rep or thought they might know some things about this individual third hand or, and, uh, and, uh, you know, we talked about confirmation bias, you know, mm-hmm. keep, don't, you know, keep it. It's start with a clean slate. Right. Right. But again, you know, if, if you think you're bothering somebody, is that not confirmation bias in your own mind? Like if you think you're bothering someone, are you really going to do it? You're, you're confirming your own thought 
And therefore, who wants to who wants to bother somebody? Nobody. Right. But if you're right. if you're your confirmation bias of, oh, they need to hear from me today. This is my job. I have to serve people by reaching out. Is that not a better mindset to even, you know, yeah. get, get pumped up to do these calls? That right. can be yeah. The, the mindset is the biggest thing. And I can remember very early on in my career that, you know, it was one of those things where it was like, Dresden, you've got to make phone calls. You, you have to, it's part of what we do. It's what you get paid to do. And so if you have phone anxiety, you know, this might not be the greatest fit. And I hate to be harsh about that, but it's, it's the, it's the reality. And if you're constantly concerned and having phone anxiety about reaching out to the people that are reaching out to you, you probably need to take a quick look in yourself and say, is this the right role for me? But if it is, and it's something you're passionate about and something that you like to do, get in the mindset of saying, I get to talk to people. I don't have to call. I don't have to make 45 calls today. I get to. And that's, that's a whole different paradigm shift of really paying attention to the things that you get to do. And I love connecting with people. It can be tough when you have left message after left message after left message or death, 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 or move to competitor, move to competitor. But at the same time, you're going to get that one person who feeds you. And then it's like, all of a sudden, okay, now I, I got somebody on the phone. We've got a tour scheduled. We've got this, or they're coming, or they're excited, or we're at the top of the list. Those things reinvigorate you. So draw on those positive experiences that you have with the individuals that you do speak to, and then keep moving. How do you address, or what are your thoughts about, you know, the digital, very, uh, also other ways of communication. So mm -hmm. someone says, well, you know, people don't really talk on the phone anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what do you say to that? What are your thoughts about alternative forms of communication? Sure. So I, phone calls for me are always number one and they're a high number one, but really like the second form of communication is truly text message. Mm -hmm. And I think when you send text messages, because we do live in kind of that fast paced society. And mm -hmm. if you don't get somebody on the phone, shoot them a text message and let them know. Cause a lot of times if I don't recognize the number, I may not pick up, but if somebody sends me a text message right after that phone call, okay. then I'm more inclined to look and be like, Oh, that number just called me. And I find that I get probably 50% of the phone calls that I make, if I take the time, the extra step to make a text message, I will get about 50, 25 to 50% of the time I will get a response. It may not be right away, but it will happen. The very, very low end of the totem pole for me would be emails. I, I think that they find that they are a false sense of security for sales directors and the reason being is that, oh, I emailed her, I emailed her, she doesn't respond. Well, I I am not, I will look at my emails, I scan my emails and I look, okay, I've got to read this one, I've got to read this one, I've got to read this one. But if it's coming to my personal email, I may look at it first thing in the morning, sometime midday, and then in the evening before I go to bed. I'm not as engaged in my personal email as I would be in my work email. Mm -hmm. So and it's, it's not going to be, if it's not something that just catches my eye or something that I need in that moment, I'm not going to read it or I might miss it. 
So I really do think that email is a secondary form of, of touching. It's definitely phone and text messages are really a great thing. And then I would even venture to say doing video, even if you're uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 It's nice to have a face with the name. I mean, how amazing would it be that you're reaching out to somebody that has this need and it's an overwhelming emotional need. And you pop on with a really lovely, quick text message video. Hey, Julie, it's Dresden with community a, and I'm so excited that you reached out to me today. I would love the opportunity to connect with you. When might be a good time to connect? Look forward to hearing back from you. And that's all you have to say quick and easy. These long dissertations and text messages, long dissertations and emails, they are not effective because nobody has that kind of time to read them. And they're not going to, <laughs> especially not from an inquiry perspective. It needs to be short, concise, no more than four to five sentences, period. This is who I am. This is what I'm, I, this is what I understand. Like you say, statement of fact, mm-hmm. when might be a great time to connect mm-hmm. and then have a great day. I, great. It's short and sweet. Yeah, definitely short and we sweet. We have all of these amenities. We have all of this stuff, you know, it, it's too much. Too much. Well, that's the equivalent of calling and just starting to talk. Yep. And one of the things that I know you know this, since uh, you you do it now and and have gone through lot, lots and lots of training, you're always leaning into to learn more, which I love, is that pause. Mm-hmm. Many times you'll know, we'll do a full day of training. Sometimes two days of training, and you know I'm big on micro change and. Right picking out whatever your takeaway is, leaning in and learning and, oh, you know, this sound, this, ooh, I think I might put this in my toolbox or I'll try this. Yours might be different than the next person's, et cetera. And micro change, or it can seem like a micro change, we make a macro difference. And more, I would say the majority, when, when the, after trainings or after coachings or webinar sessions, we'll share, what is your takeaway? What is your takeaway? We put them on, as you know, mm-hmm. on boards or sticky notes and, and take pictures of them. It's the power of the pause, mm-hmm. statement of fact, and the power of the pause allows somebody to jump in. Right. So that's, I mean, that would be my, you know, micro change, something I work on daily mm-hmm. of us are, I don't know, some people, you don't want the pause to be too long, but it won't be because tip, we are used to pausing zero. Right. So the power of the pause, and you said statement of fact, I understand that you reached out or I understand you wanted some information. Or, and even on a follow-up, I understand that you visited with us six months ago. Curious to know, dot, dot, dot. What do you not know? What are the next steps that you need to figure out? And to go back to that power of the pause, Julie, I think that that is a really, in our society today, because we're so inundated with information quickly, that many of us process things very quickly. We go through things very, very quickly. We we consume quickly. But when we stop to pause and really think through and process we need to also allow that to the person that we're calling. So if I just called you and said, hey, Julie, this is Dresden with Community A, and I was just calling to understand blah, 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 and not giving a moment, it's, hey, is this Julie? Yes, pause. Hi, Julie, this is Dresden calling. 
And giving people an opportunity to process, because if we dump way too much information in the beginning of the phone call, then we don't really have any way to crescendo from that. It's too much. It's too fast. There's not enough time to process. So we need to slow it down. And often we're dealing with an older generation that we're, that we're talking with and their processing isn't going to be as quick. Their hearing may not be as great. So we have to take all of those things and be empathetic about the person on the other end of the line that they may not process as quickly as we do. They may not hear as well as we do. It's it's being empathetic to the people that we're serving. And even if one does, I, I that's profound. Even if one does, they're not in the moment of, hey, I wonder if someone's going to call me right now to think you know, right. they might be vacuuming or, or driving or putting their groceries away or, or working or, you know, a, a great myriad of things. And that you make a really good point, allowing, mm-hmm. allowing the recipient to process. Right. Right. How many times have you had a phone call of this is da, 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 and I feel like I'm a pretty attentive listener and I, I really want to, to listen. And I find myself saying after a little bit of conversation, what was your name again? Mm-hmm. I'm really attuned to names because names are so important Absolutely. and we hear our names. So I'm really big on names and names also make people real to me. So if you said you have, you know, a son or, you know, I, what is, what is their name? Cause then they're real and I'll remember. So if I don't remember someone's name, it, it's it could you know it's likely that it was and I didn't even remember their name right absolutely yeah you know I because I'm so keen to that if somebody just dumps a whole bunch of stuff to me at the very beginning of a phone call I understand you want to identify yourself but in this business especially in the business of relationships it's really important to slow down, even though it's a business call, it's still really important to slow down because now you're going to set the stage to build trust, to build a relationship. And if I, you know, if I'm calling my girlfriend, I'm like, Hey, what's up, you know, or my husband or whatever, those are going to be more relationship focused calls anyway. Right. So why can't these be the same kind of way? Why can't they be bubbly? Like you would and just slow down and not just dump everything on them all in that moment. The, one of the reasons we talk without pausing or we talk too much is for fear of not sound, of sounding un, uninformed. Mm-hmm. I've read lots of studies on this, you know, I'm big on the ums and the ahs and, and the, working too much of those in our, into our vernacular and our speech relays the um lack of confidence mm-hmm. so if you're like um um ah, uh, right so does talking over talking like over explaining it it's the recipient instead of it's the opposite i think of what our intention is which is we're going to give people information or we're going to, you know, I don't like this. We're going to educate somebody. It's, we want to give them information. And in our, in our desire to help, we over talk. It's not a conversation. We may be saying things they either don't understand, don't get that does not important to them. There's a disconnect here. And it also might relay a, a lack of confidence. Right. Right. It's, yeah, it's very fascinating. What uh, can I ask you? 
uh, one of the things I, I know is a common challenge is reaching our new lead, right? So many of our leads coming through digital sources. So 80%, 90% in some databases. So you I mean, it used to be people call us, people walk in, now we call out is that initial call. And number one, I'm hearing you say, make the phone call, don't send an email and then Correct. rest on your laws. Make the phone call. What if you don't reach them the first time, which is most common, right? We're not going to reach them. What do you see as sort of a average number of times you need to attempt a phone? I'm talking about a phone call mm -hmm. before you might reach somebody. I know it could be once, it could be 12, but what do you see in sort of on what's typical? How many attempts? Sure. So the, the new leads that I've been encountering over the last, you know, 20 years of my career, but even now, like within the last six months, I could take it a smattering of it is that I would say it takes at least three to four days of polite persistence okay. of doing this. And it's picking up the phone every single day, being intentional, sending an email, making a phone call, sending a text message, making a phone call the next day sending an email, sprinkling in those text messages and emails very methodically, but okay. picking up the phone every day for a week. Because oftentimes, I mean, since right. we've been here, I've had multiple people text me. Oh gosh, I need to get back to them. I've had somebody call me. Oh gosh, I need to get back to them, but I'm in the middle of this. And so I'm going to get back to them when I get a quick minute to do so. But that's what I mean by polite persistence right. that I'm being mindful of the fact that other people have other things going on. Right. So I'm going to continue to try to reach them because they reached out to me first. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't get back to, and I've been guilty of this, mm -hmm. uh, I know I am, I'll say me. I, I see someone call, I didn't get to, I'm grateful they call me the next day because right. that's me off the hook of calling them back. I'm very 100%. grateful that they, right? So what I'm hearing you say is, three, three times, at least three phone call attempts, three days or two and one day, but at least three, now don't give up after three, but it's right. likely not reaching someone on the first try. If you are, that's great. But if mm -hmm. you don't, you've got to do at least three times, four times before mm -hmm. you reach. So uh, if you're listening out there, if you're trying once and giving up, or you're trying twice and giving up, you are missing on a lot of opportunity. It sounds like. Absolutely. And statistics show that sales directors give up, salespeople give up after the fourth try of trying to reach out to somebody. But it's usually the fifth time. If we pushed that one more call, one more try, one more opportunity, then we would likely get that person 80% of the time. And so, you know, I'm always willing to go one more, one more, one more, because it you're going to get that person and it, you know, you just can't give up. And I would caution anyone to say, I, I've seen this in databases that the lead comes in, we send an email, we call maybe once and then kick out that date for a month later. Oh, that's really, really good advice. You make great points always Dresden. Thank what you. is, as we kind of close out today, what is one piece of advice that you would give a sales director? And senior living. Sure. So don't give up. Don't write someone off just because they say they're not ready. Keep them in, keep them in your database and really commit to sitting in the seat 
and doing what you're paid to do, which is pick up the phone and make calls. So if you can dedicate, set yourself a goal, like okay. 10 calls a day okay. that I'm going to make without fail, 10 calls every single day. And then I would charge you to do one more and, and really dig into that because I, I can sometimes when you just can't give it your all say into your head, just one more. And sometimes that one more gives you life so that you can keep going. And I've, you know, done 10 more after that, but that's just dedicate, dedicate time to sit in the seat and do what you need to do with a power hour and focus, close your door, do what you got to do, make those 10 calls and then do one more. I got it. Makes good sense. It's, it is a little bit when you're tired, a little bit like that, uh, the 10 seconds more, you know, I'm doing bar class, which by the way, is they, you look, people look like they're standing around just kind of bending the knees a little bit. I don't know if you've ever done it, but you, you're not dying. I'm dying. Right. And she said, really think I'm going to collapse. And they say 10 more seconds. You can do anything 10 more seconds. And most of the time I can hold on. Now, if they said, okay, oh, hey, another minute. So if you were to say, make 50 calls a day, Mm -hmm. you might make 50 calls or 20 always, you know, you may make 20 calls in a day, but if you don't, what you're saying is do commit to 10. Commit to 10. Okay. Do that. Find reasonable. Yeah, I did. I will say the, the one more, you know, I was listening to this podcast a couple weeks ago and he was talking about just one more, one more life to change one more moment, one more breath, mm -hmm. one more call. It's not going to kill you. You can push through and then, you know, maybe if you get through one week of one more, then add two more and see how that grows your business. See how that affects one more person in your life. I love it. One that's like micro, micro change, adding mm -hmm. that up. That's five. That's 20 more calls a month. Yep. And easy, easy, easy more. Yeah. What well, life might you change? Right. Including your own. Very good. Right. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Dresden. My uh, pleasure. Joining me and for giving us all your expertise. And I'm glad to do it. We've got Grow has some exciting, exciting news always, but it really exciting news coming up in the new year. And if you are ever in need or want, please join us on our website, growyouroccupancy.com. We've got conferences coming up. We've got Oklahoma City and your stomping ground. We have yep. Jacksonville, Florida. Um, we've got webinars that are complimentary, of course, the podcast, our e-newsletter. Uh, we try to, we really try to be there for you and, and all medians uh, in from all budgets and uh, price points. Appreciate you all so much for everything that you do to serve those that you live with and work with and for, especially our older adults and residents in your local communities. Make it a great day. Bye-bye. Bye, Dresden.